you're listening to Conversations with the Real MG, the podcast that's inspiring and empowering entrepreneurs to play at a bigger level to create a bigger impact. I'm MG, your host, spiritual hustler, rule-breaking strategist, and crazy pink-haired mother of two. And what lights me up is full-body fuck-yes conversations that inspire massive action and change in business and the world. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Conversations with the Real MG. In this episode, I'm going to be bringing you another conversation from the Empowering Entrepreneurs Summit. This time, we're going to have Catherine Ottobrino come in and share how to bring feminine energy and embody that feminine energy in your business. Let's get into it. I'm MG, your host, and I have our first guest speaker here, who I'm so excited to actually be our first guest speaker, because I know she's going to set the tone for the day, and it's <laughs> going to be absolutely amazing. Let's get into it. First of all, I want to welcome Catherine Ottobrino to the Empowering Entrepreneurs Summit. Thank you so much for being here, Catherine. Thank you. And what an intro. That is my song. Like, oh, amazing. And we're going to talk about that. Right, Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So Catherine is a feminine embodiment coach, a spirit, spiritual business mentor, soul coach, author, NLP and EFT practitioner and retreat facilitator. Now in this session, we are going to be learning about feminine embodiment and energetic business alignment. So let's get into it. First of all, Catherine, tell us a little bit about who you are and what magic you bring to the world. Yes. Well, I was thinking about this yesterday. Oh, welcome to everyone on the live as well. So nice to connect with you online. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday and I was like, oh my God, there's so much that I, I want to say in such a short space of time. So I'll give you, I guess, a snapshot of, of where I am now in my business and my life. So I am a spiritual energetic business coach. Um, and also I do a lot of work with um, feminine embodiment as well. Um, and for any of you that don't know what a spiritual business coach or energetic business coach is, I know it sounds very woo-woo, um, I, I bridge the gap. So I really work with female leaders, female entrepreneurs, like women that have a really big vision, women that want to step into their purpose, and I help them to bridge the gap and bridge the gap with, you know, the, the, the strategy that we have to do when we're building a sustainable, profitable business but to look at the energetics in the business. And so what I do is I bridge the gap. And the reason why I guess I became this person is when I was building my business, I started my business seven years ago, I couldn't find that in-between mentor. And so I decided to become that mentor for women and to, you know, to help women with both aspects because I really believe it's not just the strategy and I talk with my hands a lot, so um, just so you know. <laughs> um, so that's what I do now. That's the magic I bring to the world. And I also really help to um, integrate the uh, feminine embodiment, embodiment work with women in their business as well. And there's, you know, there's a big long story behind that and how that came about. So I do a lot of coaching with feminine embodiment and that really supports the women that I work with to really build their dreams and, you know, to build their business with flow, ease and synchronicity rather than force, push, hustle and burnout. 
Awesome. Okay. So what was the motivation to be at service in this capacity? Like, was there a um, specific turning point for you? Yeah. Um, and I'll just share a, like a little bit of my personal story because I believe as mentors and coaches, a lot of what we do comes from personal experience. And yeah. I know I'm sure you can relate as well. Um, so about eight years ago, I had a huge uh, breakdown in my life and I would I guess I would call it like a mini nervous breakdown um, I was still working in a corporate job and I had a great job don't get me wrong I was in sales and marketing and I was earning really good money but I just felt like like I didn't feel like I was in my purpose or my passion you know I felt like there was something missing like within my soul um, I had a really I, ha- I had a big breakdown I had a relationship breakdown I'd come out of a very um, abusive, narcissistic relationship. Um, and I guess this breakdown skyrocketed me to really start to do the work on myself. Now, I've been doing the work on myself for about 20 years, but I would say that this was probably my awakening. You know, this was probably the, the big breakdown where I was like, something has to change. Like, I, I'm not happy to continue living like this. So, I had this breakdown, I was going through this relationship breakdown and then I really started diving deep into my own inner work, my own transformation, my own healing. Um, I had, you know, a support team of coaches and mentors and, you know, behind me. And so I really delved into that. I'd probably say for a good couple of years, I was just really doing the deep, deep dive. Um, And from there... You know, the universe just kind of forced me out of my corporate job um, and then I went back into corporate and the universe forced me out of my corporate job again. Um, and so I was like, okay, universe, I'm listening. What is it that you you want? What is it that, you you know, you're, you're telling me to do? And I just knew that was when I was time for me to go into like a service service role, I guess you could call it. And so I started my journey seven and a half years ago as a self-love empowerment coach and a healer, like a Reiki practitioner. So I started that journey and I was really helping women to really, um, you know, connect back to themselves and embody self-love and really feel that empowerment. And I guess what's happened over these seven or seven and a half years is I've grown, transformed and done my own personal growth. Um, about three years ago is when I stepped into really supporting women in a business aspect. And I was like, look, I've, I knew that I had the business skills, but I, I just needed to go through that journey. And so that's how I ended up, um, I guess, to where I am now and, you know, the way that I serve in the, in the capacity that I serve. Um, and like, it, like you mentioned at the beginning, I've done a lot of study. I've got a lot of certifications, but what really... The reason women are really drawn to me is because I've walked the path mm. and I've been where they are now, you know, and I can guide them on not only having the tools, absolutely, and the processes to give them, but the personal experience that I've, you know, of, of the transformation that I went from breakdown to breakthrough. Um, and so that was, I guess, the biggest turning point for me. To, to lead me to where I am right now. 
Yeah, yeah, amazing. And and you're right, it is such a journey. And I think um, everyone in, um, well, not everyone um, in the coaching realm, but everyone in an entrepreneur journey has got a story. And it's so powerful to be able to use your story as a way to help other people. And I think there's so many people that are going to relate to that. So what is it about what you do that is most rewarding? Or what's the most rewarding part of what the, what you do now? I just love it. Like, uh, honestly, like it lights me up so much. You can probably, like, I honestly wake up every day and I'm like so happy. I don't feel like I'm going to work. Like I never get up and feel like I'm going to work. And let's be honest, guys, I'm a real talk mentor. Like, of course I have days where I'm not all high vibing, but it doesn't matter. You know, even um, I think the most rewarding part is, is seeing the women come to me and guiding them because I really guide the women back home. You know, I really guide them back to what they already know and seeing the transformation like right before my eyes and giving these women permission to go all the way in on their dreams. And one of the things that I say a lot on social media is you absolutely get to have it all. Like you really do. And I know I've been challenged on this a lot over the years no, you don't. You've got to sacrifice. You've got to compromise. I'm like, no, you absolutely get to have it all. So it's just really holding that space. And um, it's not that I need to give women permission. It's almost like I'm just going, I'm, I'm there going, you got this. Like, you know, let's walk the path together. I'm not behind you. I'm not in front of you. I'm right here next to you. And we're going to do this together. And it's seeing the transformation like of that the women that I work with like it's mind-blowing like when I look back and reflect at where they were a lot of women that come to work with me we work together for quite a while you know it might start off three months but a lot of them will do like one or two or three or even you know sometimes longer and it's just yeah it's just so so rewarding um and also I love the fact on the days when I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not um, as high, vi- high vibration and it just helps me to get over that stuff and just show up, you know, show up and serve. And I jump off my coaching course and I'm like, you know what, like I am making a difference in this world, you know, to people's mm. mental health and to people's vibration and to people's energy. And that to me really is what is what fills my cup up what really fills my cup up. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that so many people can resonate with that. I resonate with that. Actually, if you resonate with that, drop in the comments and just give us a hell yes, because I'm sure there'll be quite a few hell yes of people that do really resonate with with that lighting you up, knowing that the transformation that you give to your your clients or even your customers, depending on what your business is, um, is one of the most rewarding things about this journey. And it's what keeps us going even through like, it's so good that you're so real and honest about like the ups and downs as well, because I think that's really powerful. It gives people permission to ride that roller coaster with you. Um, and I, I definitely try and do the same thing in sharing those that journey. So what I'd like to get into is um, if you can share about some a tangible tool or some little golden nuggets that are going to benefit people tuning into the summit today, people that you know want to know about what feminine embodiment and energetic business alignment is. And just one thing on that before. Yeah, go for the, it. The, I guess the other thing, that one of the other rewarding parts for me is 
is seeing women in their pleasure, you know, and in their joy and in their play. And this will kind of filter into the next question. Um, and a lot of the women that come to work with me are where I was many years ago and really stuck in my masculine polarity. Um, and we need the masculine polarity. So for any of you watching, any of you ladies on here, like we, we want to be integrated in both. Um, and a lot of the women that come to me, they're really stuck in their masculine, in their logic, in their reason, in their structure, which really does serve a great purpose, let's be honest, you know, in, in our business. Um, but I love to support women and guide women to be able to let go and, and you know, and to be in that play and that pleasure and to still achieve results in their life and their business Whereas a lot of us women are conditioned that we've got to go, 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 do, 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 and we're not going to get the results. And I learned that the hard way when I hit burnout and adrenal fatigue a few times in my business. So I guess jumping into the, the next question, I have a lot of life and mind hacks that I you know, use in, in my life and I've tried lots of different things. Um, I don't enforce one particular I, I support my clients to build like daily rituals in their life because that's where the work is you know the work is really in how you're showing up for yourself but if I was to really talk about a tangible tool that's probably supported me the most in my life say over the last seven or seven or eight years and it's really easy and it's free, so people listening, is to really move from your mind, like your logic, like your monkey mind, and to move into the body, right, and to really come back to that place of feeling in the heart and in the soul. And the reason I encourage my clients to do this is that where that's where our intuition lives, you know, and that's where we make our best guided decisions is from our intuition. And a lot of people are making decisions from their head, and they're not necessarily, I don't really believe there's right or wrong decisions because we're guided where we're meant to guide. But the minute I started really doing body embodiment work and what this looks like for me is really simple. I have a dance practice every single day. I have a feminine embodiment dance practice, which I absolutely love. Every single day I do some kind of a free-flowing dance. Some days, you know, some days I dance with like intentions. It really depends on, on what I'm moving through. And I'm doing this because for any of you watching, I'm, I'm very much in, in, that, in that flow. So when I started to really tap into my body, because a lot of our emotions and our feelings live in our body, our body is telling us what's going on, like our physical body. But when we're disconnected, from our body we don't really know and so if you can do things that are going to bring you back to your body and one of those things for me is a dance um, practice like a dance embodiment practice and this could be five minutes this could be 20 minutes it could be 30 minutes depending on I guess what's coming up or where I'm at the other thing that I do a lot of, which is very simple, which helps me to get back in my body, is to be to be in nature. Um, and I know that a lot of people think that it's got to be over. You've got to complicate things, and you've got to be doing an hour of meditation a day and an hour of affirmations. But actually, these are the things that have supported me the most to have the most flow in my life. So getting out in nature every day, and I and I. You know, I like to call it, 
instead of doing, I like I have lots of moments of being during the day. So I'll go out and I'll put my feet on the grass and I'll ground, you know, I'll just sit in the nature and I'll just do some breathing techniques. So I do this throughout the day. I don't have like a set practice that I'm like, right, I'm going to do this and it's going to make me feel amazing. I implement these, diff- you know, these different body-based somatic, um, I guess, embodiment work every single day. And it really helps to keep me calm and balanced and, and integrated in my feminine as well because when we are in the, in the doing, you know, and we're ticking off lists and we're doing things like that, we can, uh, we can really forget about our poor little feminine that just wants to be and play and just, you know, um, surrender to what life, you know, throws at you. So my biggest, biggest thing would be Whatever makes you feel grounded in your body, whether it's breathing, whether it's dancing, whether it's being, whether it's nature, do that and do more of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I resonate very much with the whole um, learning the hard way about having been in my masculine for too long. It's really only been in the last two years that I've recognized that and starting to embrace more of my feminine. But I actually know like my default is to go back to masculine. And that is, uh, I guess, a result of my conditioning over time, a result of living in a society as an ambitious woman and feeling like that's what I need to do. I do know that there are probably some people out there that aren't quite aware, like if we take it back a step, and I'm just throwing this in here, if we take it back a step, there's probably a few people that aren't quite aware what the difference is between masculine and feminine. Mm. So I wonder if we can just peel it back to that for a minute. Yeah, great, great question. And so we've all got um, men and females, so this is just not a female-based thing, we've all got access to um, a masculine polarity or energy, let's say energy, and a feminine polarity or energy. So I'll give you, um, I'll, I'll break it down in a very simple way. So the way that you know that you're in your masculine more is when you're really coming from like structure, strategy, logic, reason, like you're in your head, possibly, you know, probably overthinking, um, you know, constantly doing, constantly ticking off lists, right? That's like, you know, like the results-driven part of you. That's like the doing part of you that we need in different aspects of our life, like absolutely. So that's your masculine, right? And a lot of men obviously are more in their masculine because they're just naturally driven like that, yeah? And then you got the feminine polarity, which a lot of females um, have abandoned because they're too scared to be in that feminine because they don't, And coming back to the masculine, the masculine is um, control. And a lot of us are control freaks. So we think that if we don't control things. Yes, certified control freak right here. (laughs) And so I was living in that control place, right? So that's kind of what the masculine looks like, you know. It's kind of got that harder feel to it, yeah. And then you've got the feminine and you've got the feminine. And what the feminine looks like, it's really being in that trust place of trust that you know that everything is going to work out, you know, that place to surrender, that flow, that ease, you know, and I move my body because I'm I'm very used to kind of being in that feminine. Um, And the feminine is all about the creativity, right, you know, and the feminine just really wants to play and have fun and, you know, it's it's your sexuality and your sensuality. 
And so that's kind of what the two energies look like. And so what we really want to do is we want to be integrated in both. We don't want to be too much in the masculine. And if we're too much in the feminine, we get nothing done. You know, because I've met women, like business women, that are just like flowing around and they're in their feminine and they're like, oh, things are going to come to me. Well, absolutely no, right? But the way that I teach is take action in your feminine but from an inspired, aligned place. So get into your feminine energy, whether you're, you're doing a dance or whatever, get the ideas, get the creativity, get the intuition flowing, then take the action from that place, yeah? And so we want to be integrated, right? And even with, even with males, we want males to have their feminine aspects as well. It's not just about females. But I notice and my experience with the work that I've personally done on myself is it's harder for women to flip into the feminine because the conditioning, they don't feel safe to let go of that control and it's really hard for them to be in that trust, you know, that place of trust, right? And so what I found and what I've experienced in my life when I, and I've done years of my own like deep work around this with coaches and feminine embodiment coaches, years, when I really was felt safe enough to lean into that feminine, my life flowed, my business flowed just as well, if not better, like the abundance, the money abundance, but with ease. Like there was so much ease and flow and synchronicity that it was like, wow, why was I doing it the hard way for so long? Yeah, I've had the exact same experience with my business that it was 18 months ago when I really started to embody um, more feminine and get into flow and and more spirituality. I actually rejected the word spirituality um, until the beginning of last year and it was like a trigger word of mine and when I started to embrace that and start exploring, I didn't even know what, what the difference, which is why I asked you that question, because I know that myself, not that long ago, I didn't really understand the difference between masculine and feminine. We're also conditioned to think that masculine means like manly, you know, it's a manly thing to do versus a feminine thing to do. And it kind of comes into those maternal and paternal figures that we've been um told and especially in an entrepreneur realm and you're getting into business you do think you need to be doing you need to be um, taking action you need to be goal setting you need to be hustling all of those things I do see a bit of a change happening though are you are you seeing that maybe I'm seeing that because that's what I'm looking for I don't know but I feel like I'm seeing more of the balance between um, between the two are you seeing that as well I mean, look, yeah, obviously, because I am I am in the space of being a feminine um, embodiment coach, I do see it. But I do feel like women are just, um, women that have come, come from their masculine, and let's talk about the business stuff, you know, they're tired, they're burnt out, they're hustling, you know, they might be getting results, but they've got all kinds of health issues that might be coming up, and they their business burns out very quickly, you know. And so there is a lot more women out there that are teaching it and a lot more women that have walked the path, say like myself. Um, And look, I've had my biggest months in my business, my biggest sales. Like I don't make jokes about it, but I share on my social media that I could be sitting at the beach and and literally sign up a $10,000, $15,000 client at the beach, right? But I've done the work. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I've done the work. Like I've done the action steps, but then I've let go. 
I've mm. trusted and I've gone, I've done what I need to do. Whereas what happens is a lot of women in business keep going and going and going. And that actually is an energetic block. Mm. It's an mm. energetic block. And the universe is like, no, you're not learning. Like mm. if you're going to keep going and go, going, we're going to kind of withhold what you want until you learn that it's safe for you to do business in the feminine and in both polarities, you know. So it's really, really important. And I do teach on relationships as well. And there's a lot of women that they've got the masculine in business and that's great. And they try and go into relationships in the masculine. And that is an absolute disaster because you're meeting masculine with masculine, right? Yeah. Well, generally. Um, and so it's really important to embody that part of you with relationships and with calling in new relationships or even in your own, you know, relationships as well. So I just love it. Like I absolutely love teaching this to women because it's it honestly completely changed my life, completely. Yeah, yeah, it's an absolute game changer. Mm. Yeah, and you're right about relationships too. I think that that was a huge game changer um, in my relationship with my husband is recognising, just recognising, oh, wow, like I come out of my work and I'm still in my masculine and no wonder we're arguing because we're both trying to take control of the situation and, mm. and that just doesn't work. So, yes, it is so powerful in relationships as well. Um, and a lot of the things that we do in our business impact our relationships and a lot of the things that we do in our relationship impact our business. So I love how you kind of have a holistic approach to all of that as well. Um, let's get a little bit back to your story. So what's been on your, in your journey as an entrepreneur, what has actually been the biggest challenge for you personally to get to where you are at this point, you know, sitting on the beach, signing up a $10,000 client, you know, how, what's been the biggest challenge in that process? Where do I start? <laughs> picking myself up off the kitchen bathroom floor at times crying <laughs> yep um <laughs> I feel yeah I guess look the biggest challenge for me is being trusting myself yeah and when we go through this entrepreneurial journey for anyone that's listening um you know, it's it's a roller coaster, right? And I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to say it's all going to be roses and peaches. And so I think the biggest thing for me has been the self-belief in myself in those moments when my business wasn't working, say in the early stages, or those moments when I put out a launch and no one bought it, or those moments when I was planning something and there was crickets, you know, Self-belief has been huge for me and self-trust. And I really, um, I guess, dived into that, you know, with my breakdown many, many years ago. And so that's been my biggest challenge because you look, you can look outside of yourself a lot, especially with social media. And you're looking outside of yourself, looking at all these people doing amazing and maybe they're five years on in their journey and you're just like, oh, my God, I'm not doing it right. I need to be doing it this way. Maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to do that. And for me, I learned in the first few years I need to do it how I need to do it and I need to trust what my magic is and I need to trust what my skills are, right? And so really tapping into my intuition and almost like I do have a strategy in my business and I do teach it, but a lot of my strategy is, strategy is intuition, 
right? And I really wholly, solely believe if you're coming from a place of pure, total alignment in your business and you're putting something out there because it feels good, not because you have to do it, because Mary Jo Blow, that's another coach, is doing it. You will sell that offer out a hundred times over if you're in um, alignment rather than if you're doing something because you should be doing it, right? Because everything is energy, you know? And so self-trust, self-belief, um, belief, trusting my intuition with my strategy as well as having a strategy, consistency, um, I I wouldn't actually wouldn't say that was a challenge because I'm a, um, a project. No, I'm a pro, I'm a generator in human design, so we can go 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 go. Um, and not listening to outside um, people as well, unless I'm paying them and they're my coaches. Yeah, well, that's the flip say, side of the coin of not trusting yourself. Exactly, yeah. um, and. And even sometimes when they're your coach, it's not necessarily exactly what aligns with you. So being able Absolutely. to separate yourself. I've had a situation where I've had a coach give me advice that I knew wasn't right for me. Um, and I doubted myself in that moment where I thought, okay, uh, right, I don't agree, but this coach is really experienced and really knows what they're talking about. And maybe that's what I should be doing, blah, 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 blah. But I know I went and had a chat to my mum, had a chat to my husband, had a chat to a girlfriend and was like, no, actually, I know that this advice is not right for me. Why am I, why do I keep going outside of myself to, mm. to trust? How do you learn to trust yourself then and trust your intuition then? That's like a really big question that I'm throwing out there. So sorry for like going there, but I'm like, that's, I mean, I know how I've done it, but how, how have you done it? How have you learned to trust yourself? This really comes back to the question where you asked me um, about what tools or like what's a, a tangible tool. So your intuition lives in the calmness and it lives in the space that we create. Yeah. And so what I find is a lot of people don't create that space and they're busy, 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 lives, business, families, you know, all of that kind of stuff, sitting in their logical mind, making decisions from that logic, that fear, that ego, right? And so the way that I have been able to trust myself is I create the spaciousness in my life and whether that looks like, you know, doing my, my daily rituals, whether it looks like going away for a couple of days if I've got like a big decision I need to make, mm -hmm. nature always helps me to get back into my intuition, you know, sitting on my yoga mat just for 10 minutes with like no distractions. And I ask myself this question a lot, what is it like what does my higher self want to know right now, you know? Or I'll ask myself the question like what is the next steps with this decision? And so it really, really your intuition, it doesn't live in the busyness. It doesn't live in the doing, 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 go, go, go. It, it lives in, in the feminine. Um, and that's how I've been able to make decisions because I allow my intuition to come through. I also trust my intuition now, whereas a lot of people don't, that a lot of people ignore their intuition because the intuition, guys, can sound really crazy. Like the intuition sent me to live in Tokyo when I was 18 years of age, you know. My intuition has, has sent me on the most craziest path 
halves in my life. And I think because I've listened to my intuition and I've it's worked out for my most highest aligned self. I've been able to trust my own intuition now and know it's scary. It is really scary at times and it may sound a bit far-fetched, but I trust it. And I think once you start you start trusting your intuition and taking the action from that space and then you see how it um, works out, then you start trusting it more and more and more and more and you don't make decisions until you're really tapped into that place to make the decision does that make sense yeah it does yeah. and what I loved about what you just said there was about creating space mm. um, especially around making big decisions one of the things that I find working with clients is holding them back is not making decisions and by default making a decision that you know is just happens because you didn't make a decision and I have learned as well to create space. So the weekend before this event, I went away with girlfriends to, and I switched off for, for 24 hours um, to a beautiful house down over here in Denmark and um, in the most beautiful gardens, most beautiful views, uh, having some incredibly deep conversations. And that just, you know, created space for me away from my normal chaos, which is with two young kids. And then tomorrow morning after this massive day, because this is going to be a huge day for me, I've created space to have a two-hour kinesiology appointment mm. at nine o'clock in the morning um, because I know that I'm going to, to need um, that space in that time. And it's so interesting because that kinesiology appointment, I didn't even tell her what time I wanted it. She was like, these are the times that you're having your sessions in the next you know, three months. And that was the time that she picked. And I was like, wow. And that actually blew my mind in terms of trusting the universe to support me as well. You know, like there's no way that that would have happened if I wasn't putting my trust in the universe to support me um, and have that happen at that exact time when I need it. Um, so create, and, and I had the space for it. You know, I was able to say yes, because I had opened up space in my calendar mm. knowing that after this event today, I was going to need space. Uh, yeah. And it's, I think it's also like what you were saying, it's kind of like it's a practice as well, you know, because at first it feels scary just trusting your intuition because it's like, oh my God, it's taking me to Tokyo. What the fuck? <laughs> like, wh why? <laughs> and you do start to question it if you get in your head, right? Um, but if you just kind of dip your toe in and practice a few different things intuitively, one of the things I've, I initially started practicing intuitively was food. You know, like instead of being like, this is my meal plan, I would go to the, the fridge and I would just trust that what my body was like kind of leaning towards, you know, um, and and then and then eating it and enjoying it and kind of trying to do that quite um uh, intentionally, mm. you know, and and then kind of looking at well, what what is it that I'm craving and, um, you know, what's happening in my body. And that was like what you were saying at the beginning of, of this was moving from your mind into your body and that's where your intuition lives. So I've taken notes, mm. by the way. This is oh, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, good. I love taking notes. I find, I find it really helps me to, yeah, take in what you're saying. So I'm, I'm enjoying this. Um, I did want to ask about the word embodiment. What does what does embodiment mean to you? Yeah. So, um, what what I noticed, and look, I've been in the spiritual world for I'm um, twenty over twenty something years. So I entered it. I mean, I think I remember doing my first course when I was like twenty, and I'm 
uh, over 40 now. I don't need to give you my full age, but anyway. And so what I was doing when I initially, and I know there's people that's going to resonate with this, I was throwing money at all of these courses and I was doing all this spiritual work, but I wasn't embodying it in my own life, right? So I was almost, the easiest way for me to explain it is I was almost talking the talk, but not walking the walk, right? And so once I started to actually take what I was learning and embody it, like actually like show up for myself and do that process and do that dance and do that thing that I was, I was guided to on that course or with that mentor, that's when things really started to shift, right? I also believe that embodiment for me is teaching what I've embodied myself, so not saying not, I don't give my clients anything that I haven't personally used in my own life. Yeah. And I believe, you know, you can go and read textbooks and all of that, but embodiment is really embodying it within yourself. It's really practicing what you're preaching, you know, and um, when you're sharing your message out there in the world, are you doing those things in your life? Are you telling a client to do something or inviting a client to do something, but you're closing the doors and behind closed doors, you're not doing that or you've never done that? Because let me tell you, the universe is like Big Brother and it's watching you. And there's a lot of people that are going, why am I not getting results? Why is nothing changing? I've just spent 20 grand on a course and a coach and a mentor. It's because you're not embodying that within yourself. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And that's why when I do the feminine embodiment work with my clients, it is literally giving them tools and processes that they have to take home with them. Like I can't do it, right? They're the ones that have to show up for them and do that masculine and feminine process that I'm giving them or do that, you know, um, goddess ritual or whatever it looks like, right? And that's where the change, like the real change and transformation comes from. So if any of you are noticing you're going around in circles because I was on this treadmill of circles, why is nothing changing? It's probably because maybe you're taking the information in but you're not actually embodying it within yourself in your own life. Yeah, and I and I do see that a lot, especially when we start out in um, in business, is going and studying all the things, signing up for all of the courses. Mind you, I'm I'm a manifesting generator, so um, I tend to like sign up for things and then I don't necessarily finish them. Once I've got what I need to get out of it, I'm like, yep, done with that, and move on to the next thing. And I've learned that that's actually okay because I've still got gotten what I needed out of it. Um, depends on you know whether you are still utilizing in a really powerful way and embodying what it is that you you want to use it for um but you don't need to necessarily do all of the things you you need to like take what you've got and embody that before you then step into the next thing um which can be a challenge because it seems like especially when you do have that limited ability to trust yourself and in what you know um you you and you're comparing yourself to what other people are doing you might be thinking okay well they've got that thing that they do I need to do that too when you haven't finished fully embracing embodying and taking action in the um in the areas that you already know so yeah I think, I, I, um and just quickly this just came to me a lot of the I what I see and experience why people um bypass embodiment is because mm -hmm. the results aren't as quick 
you know, it's like embodiment takes time and you can't just, you know, be embodied for one day and expect your whole life to change. It's a, it's a daily practice. Like I'll never forget when I worked with a spiritual coach many years ago, I worked with her for two years, like an amazing spiritual coach. And I've never been held so accountable for my daily, I guess I call it self-sitting practices. Mm -hmm. And, um, I realized, you know, I realized that that's when I wasn't really an embody, embodying things. And then every single day, like I show up for myself, like every day, but a lot of people bypass it because they can't be bothered. They're not getting the results or they're avoiding sitting with themselves, you yeah. know, and they're like, oh, I'll just go and throw some money at another course. But really one thing that I have to say is people are over, humans are overcomplicating life. And actually, you could probably save yourself that 50 grand and do it yourself and get the results, you know. And so that's been a big, big part of my journey is to actually do the embodiment work myself. And, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. Uh, So before we finish up, is there, I'm just going to quickly check if there's any questions. Was there anything else you wanted to share with us today? I think that's um, um, there I has been one question, but it's been answered by the looks of it. Um, what was the question? Was um, what's your best strategy to do that? Is it meditation? But I think you answered that anyway. Talking about the um, dance practice, getting into nature, all yeah. I do um, find, and just on that, this I, I don't have anything against meditation at all, but it's still in the in the mind Mm. um it can help to support your intuition but for me being in an embodiment dance practice or being like doing a breathing technique is um noticing what's coming up in your body and noticing and and feeling it you know i mean i could go in i won't go into the whole somatic practices i use because there's a lot so there's nothing against meditation but i just find for me meditation was still keeping me a little bit in my mind. Yeah. Mm. So I like to do movement meditation and I actually just shared a uh, track that I found on Spotify yesterday, which was amazing. It's um, It's got like movement meditation music in the background mm-hmm. and, um, and then some Alan Watts quotes that are kind of said throughout it. Uh, and, and I love doing that as a way of, I, I do both. I like a sitting silent meditation um, but also that's a practice of trust for me because especially a silent meditation where I'm not listening to anything that's kind of taking me um, on a journey, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, just just trust whatever comes up for you is coming up and let it go. Um, yeah. So I guess there's, there's so many different ways to meditate, isn't there? Yeah, um, and a, a silent meditation, just focusing on the breath is going to be more supportive to, you know, to create space for your intuition to come through than a guided one because when you're guided you're listening to that you know so your mind's still active right what we want to do is we want to really create like that like I said that spaciousness Mm. for those thoughts to come to come through and those whispers that you've been getting anyway but you're ignoring yeah yeah Mm. Yes, I know exactly what you mean by that. Now, we're finishing up in a minute, but I just want to get you to let everyone know how they can um, find more information on you if they want to get in touch with you. 
Yeah, so I'm very active on social media. I love my um, social media. Um, so Instagram, I would probably say I'm the most active. So all my socials are branded under my name, which is Catherine Ottobrino. So at Catherine Ottobrino. Um, and also on so Facebook and Instagram are the two main platforms that I use. And also my website, which is catherineottobrino.com.au. Um, and so, yeah, if anyone wants to know anything else or anyone's got any questions or anything, then just, yeah, um, contact me that way. Perfect. And you're in the Facebook group, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. 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 So if Facebook anyone's group. on the replay and you want to ask uh, Catherine a question after this, then just maybe tag her in the question um, mm. and she can come back and, and see as well. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so, so much for being the first guest speaker this morning. I'm really excited uh, that you said yes to doing this. Yes. I'm so <laughs> grateful as well. Wow, what an amazing conversation. I hope you took away so many golden nuggets from that information and now can step into your business knowing how to truly embody your feminine energy so that you can really get into flow and feel fully aligned in your business. I'll make sure that all of Catherine's links are in the show notes so that you can connect with her, follow her, see what she's up to and maybe work with her if it feels that you're being called to do so. And I'll see you back here next week for the next episode of this podcast, Conversations with the Real MG. I'm MG. Peace out.